Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Friday's practice and Saturday's practice, he told me, are going to be the big days where he tests that ankle. He wants to push it a little bit because he wants to try to go out on Sunday and play with no restrictions. Now, the interesting part about it is they have several plays in their game plan, he told me, that are marked. And what he means by that is they've gone through them last week in Kansas City when they put the game plan in early in the week at a slower pace. Now, at the end of the week, they're going to try to ramp him up and have him perform them closer to full speed to see if he can do them physically. That is James Palmer breaking down the uh, Chiefs game plan with Patrick Mahomes. James Palmer, NFL.com. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. We go to the Western Hotline, ready to talk a little Chiefs, get a little bit of a Super Bowl preview from Kansas City side of things. And joining us on the Western Hotline is Carrington Harrison, a uh, host in Kansas City, does weekdays there, covers the Chiefs for 610 Sports. Uh, Carrington, good morning. Hey, good morning. I appreciate you guys having me today. Thanks so much. So, another Super Bowl for the Chiefs, right? I mean, you guys are used to it at this point. Three and four years and uh, consistently a contender like this. I, I want to I start with Mahomes and the the ankle, right? Is there a lot of worry about it? He, he played, I want to say he played much better than I thought he could on an ankle like that in the AFC Championship game. And now two weeks later, I'd imagine that there has to be a relatively good feeling about his health. I think that's a perfect way of summing it up. The ankle really hasn't been discussed that much this week. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, I guess is better to say, in the AFC Championship game, that certainly was the thing that everybody was talking about. But that really hasn't been a talking point. That really hasn't been a discussion this week. I think people watched the AFC Championship game. I think they came to the same conclusion that you did, that he looked far better than anybody expected him to look. So there's a confidence, there's an optimism heading into the Super Bowl that I don't think you can be 100% with the injury that he has, but I expect him to be 90 95%. I expect him to do a lot of Patrick Mahomes things in this game. Right, like that game, was there – the one there was maybe one moment he where he landed a little weird on his ankle, but right like even after that, Carrington, like when he takes off running on that final play, 
I, I don't know if you thought the same thing that I did. My first thought was, oh my god, is he going to make it to the sidelines? Because I don't know that we had seen him taken off and run like that the entire game. I mean, that was the thing that I was actually most worried about with Mahomes heading into the game is so much of his game to me is predicated on his athleticism. It's not just his ability to take off on that play, but moving around in the pocket, making some of those really athletic escapability throws is maybe the word to put it. So I was really fearful if it was a third and five and he had to run for seven, eight yards, would he be physically able to do it? So you're right on that play because we saw a couple of times in the game against Jacksonville, he just couldn't get it going. He just couldn't make those kind of plays. So I think those kind of plays and how he battled through it, I think gives people a lot of optimism. I don't think people would maybe understand it outside of Kansas City, but his injury hasn't even been the one that's been most discussed. A lot of the conversation has been about Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of it has been about Kadarius Toney. Those are the injuries that have been discussed a lot more than Patrick Mahomes this week. The injuries to receivers, you know, it's a year where it's defined by trading away Tyreek Hill, their their best receiver, and still having a tremendous offense. Mahomes still doing the job, probably going to win the MVP. Can they do it if they are down a couple receivers in this game? At this point, I don't want to be the one to tell Patrick Mahomes he can't do something. When you think about the AFC Championship game, Juju Smith-Schuster goes down with an injury. Kadarius Toney goes down with an injury. And McCole Hardman also as well with an injury. And they still found a way to win. I mean, Marcus Kemp, who's a, who's a practice squad special teams guy, he has a big catch in the fourth quarter of that game. Like, the Chiefs have just made do all year, even though they've had a wide receiver deficiency. So, at, in this game, I mean, I, I just trust that they'll figure it out. You know, you've got Isaiah Pacheco. You've got Jarek McKinnon. You are getting Kadarius Toney back. You've still got the best tight end maybe we've ever seen before. There's certainly enough firepower and I've got questions about the Eagles' defense. I, I think we all agree the Eagles' defense is good. They just haven't been challenged a lot by good quarterbacks this season. So I just wonder I wonder how great that Eagles' defense is. You know, Kansas City played Buffalo. They played Cincinnati. They played the Chargers a couple of times. They've seen high-end quarterbacks. Who's the best quarterback Philadelphia has gone up against this year? Is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Dak Prescott? They just didn't play the level of competition that I think they're going to see on Sunday with Kansas City. Yeah, we went through some of the stats earlier that they sacked Carson Wentz nine times and Daniel Jones nine times and a couple other rookies, Justin Fields, not a rookie, Pickett, uh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, six times. So, And not to say it's not a good Eagles defense, but they definitely had a lot of their success against some of the lesser opponents, which is something that obviously – sorry – here in Buffalo, this Bills defense has been accused of that as well, of, you know – picking on yeah. some of the smaller quarterbacks, some of the, the, the quarterbacks that aren't up to it, and then a guy like Mahomes comes along, and it's a different animal. I'm, I'm happy you said that and not me. I was thinking that, that it was very <laughs> similar to Buffalo's defense, but I'm happy you let me off the hook so I didn't have to acknowledge that. But I, I really think with the Eagles, it's just the difference in the AFC and the NFC. Like, look at this year's AFC playoffs. You had Burrow. You had Tua. You had Patrick Mahomes, like Josh Allen, like – it's just a bunch of under 30 really talented quarterbacks. That just doesn't exist in the NFC. There was a lot of old guys or guys that we just don't think are there, the Dak Prescott, the Kirk Cousins, just that tier of quarterback. And in that division, I mean, they played Cooper Rush, they played the two quarterbacks for the Washington Commanders, and they got to go up against Daniel Jones three times. So, yeah, you were always up. You got pressure on those guys. You were able to force turnovers. I'm not here saying that I don't think Philadelphia's defense is good, but I think the numbers probably have them propped up probably eight to ten spots higher than what they probably are. 
We were what, we were looking through some numbers earlier about rookies this year and how there's a huge difference between the Eagles and the Chiefs. The Eagles have had the fewest snaps in the league this year played by rookies, and the Chiefs were number six in the NFL, sixth highest. And I wonder, from your perspective, they're in different spots. Hertz is not on that giant contract yet. I wonder if you and Chiefs fans kind of look at look back on the Tyreek Hill trade and the route the Chiefs took to where they have so many picks and they have all this cap space coming up. And do you feel like that might be uh, something the rest of the league can kind of look at and, and use as a blueprint of when you've got a quarterback on a contract like that, that sometimes it might, you know, it might be a lot to trade a star player like a Tyreek Hill, but it can work. I mean, the Chiefs have kind of proven that this year, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. They certainly have proven it. This is actually what we love to show with yesterday is that same stat that you just talked about with the rookies between the Eagles and the Chiefs. I mean, they're in different, you know, they're in different phases of their organization, as you alluded to, with Jalen Hurts still on a rookie deal and Patrick Mahomes signed his deal. I mean, that, that trade to me was the Chiefs trusting their scouting department and trusting their player development above anything. You look to the AFC championship game, they got significant contribution by seven rookies. You know, Trent McDuffie was a first-round draft pick for them. George Karloftis, he got a sack. He also was a first-round pick. A couple of their rookie corners got interceptions in the game. So, so much of this season was the Chiefs really gambling on younger players, and that's what you have to do. If you're going to pay your quarterback the amount of money that Kansas City is or Buffalo is or Cincinnati's about to do this offseason or the Chargers, you better draft incredibly well because you're not going to be in the position where you can trade a first-round pick to go pick up a established player and then turn around and make him the highest-paid player in this position. You're going to have to figure out how to get first-round value from a player in the fourth and the fifth round. The Chiefs did that multiple times this year. Carrington Harrison joining us on the Western Hotline from 610 Sports in KC. All right, to the Kansas City defense, Chris Jones. I mean, Bills fans have seen him be very effective before the AFC championship game. Was it his finest hour as a pro? I mean, he was dominant in that game in a career that has had, you know, a a few dominant performances along the way. I think it was the best we've ever seen. Chris Jones. This is the matchup that I'm really looking towards that. I imagine a lot of people are, this will define who wins the Super Bowl. on the opposite side of Chris Jones. I think it really comes down to Frank Clark. If Frank Clark plays well, I think the chiefs have a chance to win the game. If on Monday we aren't talking about Frank Clark, if he's a non-factor in the game, but I think the Chiefs lose that game. The matchup that defines the Super Bowl is going to be that Eagles offensive line going up against the Chiefs front four. Why the Chiefs were able to finally beat Cincinnati is they finally got pressure on Joe Burrow. They got five sacks on Burrow. They got that intentional grounding, which is basically a sack. They forced multiple turnovers. Like Football is a line of scrimmage game. One reason why the Eagles are here is They're the best in the NFL at controlling the line of scrimmage. They got more sacks than anybody this year, which helped them have a plus 13 turnover differential. And they can run the football really effectively, and they always get you to play their style of football. So in the same way from the AFC Championship game where Chris Jones played exceptionally well, where Frank Clark played well, Carlos Dunlap got a sack, George Karloftis got a sack, this Chiefs defensive line has to be a presence in Sunday's Super Bowl. Should they be underdogs? I don't really mind it. I mean, I think this is a coin flip kind of game. I think that a lot of times we kind of overvalue this. I mean, it is a one-and-a-half point spread. Football games are not won by two points. 
So just pick the team you think is going to win. I don't really think there's much of a difference between Kansas City minus one and Philadelphia minus one. Chiefs minus one and a half, Eagles minus one and a half. Whenever you place a wager on this, bet on the team you think is going to win because they're going to win by three or more points because that's how the NFL works. I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Like a, a one and a half, even though it's not a pick, I mean, it, it kind of you know looks like a pick to me often because of the, the way these games get played. Um, do, you, do you think anything's on the line for Mahomes in this game, yeah. <laughs> Karen? Like we, Jeremy was saying earlier that he thinks he's rooting for the Chiefs just because, like, we've been doing this with LeBron today. Like the the idea that he gets criticism for losing in the finals as opposed to losing earlier in the playoffs. And if Mahomes goes to a one and two record in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to take credit away from him. I'm sure you're not going to take credit away from him, but. I don't know. Every Super Bowl you lose, there's more and more trolls out there that'll want yeah. to point to that. I want to avoid the idea that he's he's one and two, so that means there's some sort of flaw. Like it already annoys me to think about people saying it. I'm with you. I've always thought that argument is really stupid when it comes to LeBron. Like it'd be better to lose in the second round of the playoffs and losing in the NBA Finals. It just doesn't really make any sense. I try not to listen to people and avoid people who make that argument because it's just not based in any kind of logic to me. Uh, when it comes to Mahomes, I think Mahomes is going to always have a protection as long as his contemporaries don't have one. Like, I don't think people look at Jalen Hurts as a contemporary. I think they look at Herbert as one. I think they look at Burrow as one. I think they look at Josh Allen as one. So as long as those guys are on zero, I think there's that kind of measure of, oh, okay. Well, I think what happened eventually with Aaron Rodgers was Rodgers got that one early on. But then everybody else started winning them. You know, Russell Wilson got one. Mahomes got one. Like, guys that were later than him started getting him. And I think it was, well, hold on, you've only been to one of these? You only have one ring? So, I think at 27 with three appearances, the fact that Josh Allen doesn't have one, the fact that Burrow doesn't have one, I think just gives him a measure of protection before the clock really starts. We'll all know when the clock starts again for Mahomes when it's, hey, you went to this Super Bowl, you won this one in 2019, it's now 2026. Where's the second one? I think that's when we'll know, but I, I don't think we're there yet with him. This is a good point. Like, did, did Peyton Manning not really have that narrative of can't win the big one until Brady started winning? Like, if I'm thinking back, yeah, I think he, that's kind of how that lined he up. He was losing to Brady in some of those big ones. That's, so, that's, yeah. that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Brady. I mean, Brady just, I, I think, you know, we, we, we're old enough to remember that, you know, the conversation was, well, Peyton's the better quarterback, just Brady has the better defense. Like, there was a legitimate argument that Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady. And then Brady got to like three and four and five. And it's like, hold on, hold on. This other guy only has one. I can't say the guy was one is better than the guy was five. So I think the fact that, you know, they had that back and forth, they had that rivalry and Brady was just so successful in the playoffs and started to have many of the same accolades. I just thought really started to change it. I think Josh Allen's great. I think that Joe Burrow's great. Herbert's great. At this point, I just don't know how you can compare those quarterbacks compared to what Mahomes has done. I mean, five years he's been the quarterback. Five years they played for the AFC Championship game. Three years they played for the Super Bowl. He might have a second Super Bowl. He's won two MVP awards. Like, his accomplishments in Burrow and Allen, all these other guys, there's not close. Carrington Harrison of 610 Sports MKC. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the game Sunday. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot for having me on today. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, C.Harrison. Does a great job there in Kansas City. Been on his show. Good to have him on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mahomes angle, I don't... I mean, he's already on I'll another say, level if he wins again. I'll I mean, tell you, it's it, it's one of those things, you know how you can have your own contradictions? You know 
that you think one thing and you think another and they don't make sense. Mm -hmm. I can't stand Tom Brady. Why? He wins all the time. It's annoying, and people never stop telling me how great he is. Now describe Patrick Mahomes. He wins all the time. He's great. People never stop telling me how great he is. I don't hate him. Maybe in in 10 years I will, but right now I don't. He doesn't bother me. Watching him perform these incredible pl- – watching him spin away and throw a jump pass, I don't get annoyed. I don't say, Josh Allen did that last week and nobody noticed. Well, like, it, I don't have that endless in my head for Mahomes. I, I, I like watching him play, and I, I don't root against him. Is it because how great he is is more in your face when you watch him play? Like It's, it's easier to see, right? It's He's spinning away from a guy, and he's throwing it cross-body with like a sidearm – He's making plays out there that anyone can look at and say, oh, yeah, that's why it's, that guy's amazing. It's objectively great. Where, whereas Brady, how, how would people tell you he's great? Wow, fiery competitor. The guy wants it more than anybody else. Look at yeah. the preparation and it, just all of that other stuff is what would be talked about for Brady. Whereas Mahomes, everyone just goes, wow, did you see that? Yeah, that might be right. It also might be that Mahomes hasn't been keeping the Bills out of the playoffs for 17 years. That's right, but he has been keeping them out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's right. Only about five. I wonder, too, like how I'll evolve with that. I don't hate him at all right now. Like I, I'm not there rooting for them yet for Sunday. I kind of want to root for him Sunday. Like I kind of want him. He's likable to me. Yep. He's likable. He's fun to watch. I kind of want him to see him go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And is there going to be a Brady chase 15 years from now on who's the GOAT? Like, I, at this moment in time, if he wasn't in the Bills' hair, I'd be all in on that. The only thing holding me back is he is, I mean, if he did not exist, the Bills probably would have gone to a Super Bowl by now. So if we take Tom Brady out because he retired, let's take Rodgers out. He's in the darkness retreat. Who is the least likable NFL player to you? Besides Brady and Rodgers? Because they're, I mean, Brady's no longer an NFL player, and Rodgers might not be. He's going into his darkness retreat. comes out of his sensory deprivation tank. Um, Quarterbacks or any NFL player? Anyway, least likable NFL player. Hmm, who is the ultimate villain? I mean, I mean this Eli is, Apple, right? This is, what, <laughs> is that too easy, though? This is, I was going to say, this is where Brady really is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time, and he's being easily identified as not liked. Yeah. Right, because every sport has that, right? The guy you... Alabama. That's easy, right? Duke. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone roots against Duke. Who Who is that in the NFL right now? Even if it's not a team, but if it's a player. Is it... Because, again, I don't think it's Mahomes. Does anybody hate Travis Kelsey? I don't think so. No, I think... I love the pro wrestling stuff that he does, basically. Yep. Um, Belichick? Do you really not? Left, leftover? Are you sure you don't like him, or you just love watching him lose now? I love, I <laughs> definitely love watching him lose. Is but isn't it... that because I hate him? Yeah. Right, who's the But for that, who you drives need the you winner. Nuts. You need the guy who's winning and you don't like him. Is it yeah, Kirk Cousins? No. The guy, I mean, he doesn't win. He doesn't win. I was going to say Russell Wilson. But okay, maybe. I mean, that's kind of recent, though, right? Like in yeah. the last year, we all started dunking on Russell Wilson, and he stinks now. Yep. So it's. And maybe he'll be good again next year. It's just maybe. There's a giant void that Brady has left open. And if Rodgers leaves... I mean, Deshaun Watson, right? Sure. For the off-the-field of, reasons. Of course. But that's, that, that, even that, that's a little different. That strikes me and as that's, different. That's yeah. real world. Um, I don't have a good answer. Yeah. I don't have a good answer. Big shoes to fill. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> 
Can't yeah. stay in that for, fraud. For you, that's right. Kyle Shanahan. No. 803-0550 and uh, 1-888-550-2550. Our thanks to uh, Carrington Harrison, their 610 Sports in KC. It's Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe here on WGR. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 